0: all right welcome back to another episode of critical cooldown and this week we're going to be talking about outriders and kind of a little bit of the looter shooter genre as a whole um this is austin and my buddy nick is a guest here for this week uh he's been playing with me for years and years and we're best friends in real life so uh go ahead and introduce yourself nick
1: hey i'm nick uh, thanks for inviting me on nice to actually be yeah, on something sure. a little bit um yeah, I played like a little bit of like, well, qu- quite a bit of Warframe, and like other
0: games, like this, uh, Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. Yeah, Destiny's big one that Outriders is um, being compared to. So,
1: yeah. Honestly, now that I think about it, like there's not very many other looter shooters that I have played. Just Warframe, Destiny.
0: Those are the two big ones, though. Um, for me, you know, I kind of. Tap my hand into a lot of different games. Uh, looter shooters. I played Borderlands, um, which I might do an episode with uh, Matt later on with just Borderlands, and we'll be me and Nick will also be doing a Warframe episode at a later time. Um, we just figured with the Outriders uh, demo and then the game full game being released uh, April 1st that we'd be go at, we'd go ahead and do like an episode of that that and talking about our experience with it so far. Um I know I've put probably about thirty-five hours into it already. And Nick's probably right behind me on that, so we feel for the most part adept in talking about it. Um I've finished the game, storyline, the whole campaign.
1: I I've finally finished the story.
0: Honestly, and, uh, really good. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Uh it was actually kinda weird because I thought it was gonna be a lot more uh bare bones. And just kind of blanket. it, here's the story, and then they were going to focus more on the end game. But surprisingly, the story was actually, it was well worth the investment. And completing that, plus at least most of the co- like side quests, I mean, that took me 20 hours, at least. I didn't even do all of them, right? I didn't even go back and loot grind or try to get my world tier up. I'm assuming if you spent time trying to just get your world tier up to 15 before you went and completed the game. You'd probably spend thirty plus hours on just one character. And
1: probably more than that, actually.
0: Right. Um. So the story investment actually was there, which is very, very rare in looter shooters. I mean, you look at Destiny. You look at even Warframe. It took a while for them to get any kind of story Wait, going.
1: I-, I can say, like, uh, the, s- the story that they've got out for Warframe. Like, I got into it, but not as much that I've gotten into the Outriders story right like the characters feel real honestly to me like the main character definitely feels really relatable
0: yeah the protagonist mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say relatable um because in a way they are but in, in another way they are meant to be well like i was saying know.
1: like in a sense personally to me in the situation that he's yeah. put in like i feel like i'd kind of be a little more the same
0: well, kind of what I like about the um, the story that they did is they, like I've talked to you about prior, um, they went the kind of Diablo-esque route or the um, whole make your character feel like be the biggest badass, right? They yeah. put emphasis on your character being the biggest badass, which is why you're taking on hordes and hordes of whatever the hell. Um, and you're taking on hordes and hordes of these and you're just coming out unscathed. Or you're going into these things, and your character's kind of cocky about it, right? And it makes sense; it follows that kind of Diablo-esque or the Pinpoint story. I don't think he's, like,
1: he's really like innocent, like cocky about it. It's just kind of like that whole like thing, like, "Oh, I'm in this situation now. God damn
0: it!" <laughs> yeah. Um. So I like that direction because in Destiny, when you're playing through Destiny, right right you really don't feel like your character's the pivotal person your character's the whole reason why the universe is going
1: yeah yeah like um with the fact that like you're kind of playing a voiceless protagonist in destiny until like the beginning of forsaken where like right. actually gets what one voice line
0: yeah you one voice line in destiny um yeah you, you just your character's just kind of there along for the ride and the story develops around it um for outriders you're i really feel like your character is the pivotal person for the story like none of the story would take place without your character specifically and yeah, that's how that's how it feels and it feels really good to play that and to see your character cuz then even in the story like the story basis um how the story develops it makes you feel like you're progressing right yeah uh, it makes does. your character feel like you're progressing and makes you feel like you're getting stronger as you level up um and even the story plays out like that like Mm -hmm. basically start you're kind of this newbie right you're still figuring things out and then you figure out progressively how how your powers go as the uh story progresses
1: there's not going to be any
0: spoilers here um we're not going to really talk about spoilers specifically with the story uh because i feel like some people will want to play it
1: yeah, and the game's still pretty new, so we didn't expect new, yeah. everybody to be
0: right as far. To have, yeah, to have thirty hours dumped into the game already. I know there's some people that have like a full fifty hours dumped in the game, and I just ah, that's crazy to me. Like me
1: personally, when it came to like pushing through the story, because I just want to get straight to in- end game, get to level thirty after a certain point. Because like I just saw a video where it's like, yeah, you don't like gain less more experience when the world tiers are higher so i just dropped the world tier one just started wiping everything and rushing through the story
0: yeah that's that's one i think that's probably going to be the speed like the um speedy strat but i think the downfall to that is i think you have to do a lot more grinding for getting your gear up the up to par for um pushing like the world tier pushing Because, right now, I'm already pushing probably, I'm up to almost 13 now. um, World Tier 13. And, I mean, I'm having a pretty decent time easily clearing things. It's not too difficult. It's one of those things where the enemies get they hit harder, for sure. And there's definitely more. um, Especially in the Expeditions, which is something we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, But, I feel like pushing, doing that is probably a speedrun strat to maybe get your character through the quest line, through the main story quickly, and level up your character, because typically, you'll probably be, what, 27, 28, 29, maybe 30 by the time you finish the story. That's it. Like, if you do
1: some of the side quests, yeah, yeah it'll probably be, like, 27, 28, maybe even mm-hmm. 29 if you do maybe, like, half the side quest.
0: Yeah. So... Though the side quests That's don't give you that much experience,
1: like in general, once you get to like later levels.
0: Well, yeah, but there's there's some side quests that strictly are done for experience, right? Yeah, you don't get any rewards, like any loot rewards. It's <coughs> oh, sorry, it's strictly done through um experience, so just that is is helpful and it might push you like a level or so. But honestly, the game doesn't require you to be level thirty to beat it. Right. Yeah. It's not pushing that aspect. Like Destiny and other kind of games similar It kind of pushes you to be at a certain level by the time you're finishing it. I know Destiny I finished uh, at the... I literally killed the final boss and then was the max cap at level at the time. With this, I I was... I think I was 29 when I got to the final boss, but that's because I did a lot of the side missions um, prior and it just worked out uh what'd you think no spoilers but what you think of the boss fights
1: okay the boss fights definitely enjoyed those like you got big you got small you got a variety of enemies and some of them mm, the way they look is just amazing
0: yeah, I'll say um, I'll say this about the boss fights. I don't really think they're super like, uh, uh, I guess the word for it would be like genre-defying. Like it's it's nothing special these boss fights, right? But they are really cool to fight. Um, there's nothing super unique about it. It's not like you're you're taken out completely. It's very general, like boss fights, right? It's very generic um, guy gets big you fight guy guy does uh, what is it called Um, telegraphed attacks you dodge telegraphed attacks you know that's basically the boss fight but I will say for the most part the boss fights do provide a challenge it's not a lot of looter shooters suffer from boss fights just being you know uh, bolus punches and that's it I know there's one boss fight that you had a very easy time with um, because of just being your character. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that was was funny. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool how the dynamics go. Um, I know, for instance, the last boss fight gave me a ton of trouble uh, initially because I was playing at world tier, I think, 10 at the time, and he was just, I mean... It was just one shotting me. Which yeah, is very, yeah, very like,
1: uh... that that's the one thing is like when you're at a world at a certain word, world tier, and even when you level up, like if your gear is even one level below the enemies, like you're kinda in a bad situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the weird thing, is it is very um based around your gear and what you're playing, like what gear you have. A lot of times it's even if you're playing opt- like super optimally, um, and you're just you just happen to be maybe a couple of levels behind in gear, your weapon is just a couple of levels behind what they are. You're not gonna be doing the damage that you need to be doing. Yeah, you're
1: basically gonna be hitting bullet sponges, and if your like armor gear is like a level or two lower, like you're, the enemies, even the grunts are gonna be like hitting right. like a truck.
0: Yeah so that's but that makes the game feel like progressive and like i've been comparing i don't think it's people i think it's a mix of um uh, i really can't compare destiny 2 entirely to it um i think <coughs> comparing it in the general sense that it's a uh, it's a looter shooter is is you know what we're going for but yeah there's very
1: few aspects to outriders that even like are somewhat the same to Destiny or even Warframe.
0: Yeah. Um Diablo, I think it's more like Diablo, especially with the sets and stuff. Definitely plays a lot more like Diablo in the sense that it like it has a lot of hordes of enemies, a lot of telegraph attacks are going on you know, you have to deal with a lot of hordes of enemies and you're gonna you have to clear them quickly. Uh, even with Expeditions, there's a time frame, which is the end game. If you don't know, Expeditions is like, yeah, uh, greater rift pushing kind of in a Diablo, it's kind of like that, except uh, it is a time based thing. I don't know if you fiddled with the expeditions at all uh, yet.
1: Not yet. Like, I just got to that part.
0: Yeah. Um. There's, like, tiers of time that you can complete it at to get better rewards. And so it is a time-based thing. So the whole goal is to get your build optimal enough to quickly clear things, which I feel is less like Destiny in the sense that you're gearing just to complete it. This is less of uh, gearing to complete it and more gearing to complete it as quick as you can.
1: Now there is Which, also the factor that like no matter how high in world tiers you are, there's still like higher tiers in the expedition.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, plus I like you said you you haven't completed one yet. But yeah. for I have complete finally completed an expedition entirely. How it works is you get um you get like three maps you can go to. You can kind of pick between the maps. Um, you go to the map, you complete that map. You go to the next map, you complete that map. And all you're trying to do is complete it in at least a decent enough time to get um, drop, what is called, drop pod resources, which yeah. is then used to do the precursor to the final mission. And then you do the that precursor, and then you go on to the boss fight. The boss fights are insanely difficult. Especially if you're a solo player. We're back. Sorry about that, guys. We had a technical issue over here. So, we got it all fixed up. And we're ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kind of what we were talking about was the uh, expeditions. And how... How progressive, progressives, right? <clears throat> it's not like yeah. um, Diablo. In the sense that you just play on a map and you go through it, right? It's you pick your map, you go through it, it gives you resources, kind of like points, to continue on to the next map, and then you complete that map. Then you kind of do that to the point where you can complete the, I guess, main objective, and then if you complete that in a good time, you know, and you get the rewards from that, then you go to the boss fight. Boss fight's kind of like a random boss fight, But it is really hard, especially depending on what world tier you're at and what tier of expedition you're at. Because so If you don't know, with it, and this is why the grinding system and the, I guess, world tier pushing for uh, expeditions is a little bit unique. Because even at 15, you can still push tiers of the expedition. <sighs> Which basically would imply that, you know, you're it's gonna take a while to get fully upgraded, fully modded out, perfect roles on everything. Um, especially for what build you're going. Which is something that I actually want to talk about since we're talking uh, since I brought up builds. What do you think mm-hmm. of the build diversity?
1: <clears throat> Honestly, like some stuff like I have looked up a little bit on but there is, like, you can almost do whatever the hell you want. Like, if you yeah, can find definitely. a kind of work around with the mods and everything, like, you can do any kind of build you want.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, every character, every character specifically, has kind of a general premise of what you would want to go for. Um, like for instance, you got I've been playing Trickster, which is more of like weakness and slows. <clears throat> That's kind of what they build around, right? Yeah. Um, or I guess, yeah, slows, which is considered time. Uh, no, it's called slows in the game. Yeah. Um,
1: it's called slows. I so first. basically
0: <clears throat> the premise is you got like three types of type of builds you can kind of work around which is going to be weapon power builds you got tank builds and then you got um like anomaly builds which is basically like ability power or um what are the games like <clears throat> just kind of like an ability power build but it's based on more of your attack damage oriented builds or uh yeah like The weapon power builds are basically, like, using abilities to amplify your weapon as much as you can. Um, Those are the three premises, but there's so much diversity in the mods you can select for that. Although, granted, I think with legendary armors, which is sets, I think that's going to be a little bit more uh, streamlined. I think that's going to be the end game right and i think unfortunately that's going to make it so you can really only run four different types of builds
1: i honestly feel like because um one thing i've noticed is with like the set like bonuses from the legendary sets um it's a three-piece set bonus so like you only need three pieces of the set so like i'm probably like i'd probably be running like three of the same like set and then maybe two epics <clears throat> in armor pieces
0: yeah but the problem being with that is like that's fine um and you could do that but all of the sets you might you're you're if you're not just trying to get the set piece bonus right um but all of the sets also the set legendary items also provide really strong tier 3 mods, which you could just use the mod on the other gear, right? But what's the yeah. point <laughs> when the set the set item is just there? And well, you it can also could do with the fact <clears throat> of
1: like, with how hard the legendaries are to get, you could just, like, if that secondary mod that you get on the legendary isn't quite good enough, or what you want,
0: you can actually salvage it, get the well, These the sets mods. The sets all have the same mods, no matter what. Every single one. They don't have, like, different rolled set mods. They all have the same two mods the whole way through. It's just, uh, what is it? I know Chrono has, they run Tier 2 and Tier 3s of Bullet Time or uh, Twisted Bullets. And uh, borrowed time. And every single one of them has some form of ability juicing for those, those uh, abilities. <clears throat> Granted, again, you can combine this <clears throat> with different abilities because you can mod legendary gear, which is kind of cool. Right? Yeah. I think the fact that you can mod legendary gear is really cool because even though typically you're probably going to want to keep Like, for instance, the Chrono, like I said, the Chrono, the Chrono Armor, you're going to want to keep the, uh, the Borrowed Time, most likely. I mean, that's, that's the Tier 3, that's really strong. Uh, Typically with these sets, um, the only thing you're really looking out for roles is the attributes, and you want good attributes for what you're trying to do. Which, the attributes are kind of weird in this game. But they have, I think it's a six stack? Am I right on that? Yeah, or you can five?
1: upgrade it to like six <clears throat> times.
0: Yeah. Um, and you get the upgrade points for those uh, through just dismantling. Which I think is cool. It, it provides the... Uh, like you're not so disappointed in getting lower tier gear, right? Because it might have um, the attributes that you
1: want. <coughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, i can say this this definitely kind of counts as a little bit of a segue into the crafting system the crafting system is so like crazy there's so much you can do with crafting
0: yeah it's it's really cool the crafting system is really neat um especially with the freedom you have with it um you can mod the whole way through uh you can throw mods into whatever the hell you want granted you can only change, you can only one change out one yeah which is still fine because i feel like as long as you're getting world gear or even with legendary grinding if you finally get to the point i don't think anybody's at the point where they've gotten uh, you know a lot of set pieces well maybe they have but
1: yeah, they're gonna be like probably some people
0: on xbox really because they've had a bit more time to play the game yeah but for the most part um the sets is kind of gonna be the end game right that's kind of gonna be what you're grinding for and then after that i hope they implement this i hope they keep the game current but that's something we'll talk about in a little bit but with the uh crafting system there's more to it than, than, than just that you can get an epic that you like a lot early on in the game when you start getting epics and you can just level that epic up through titanium right you can just if yeah. you if it's a really good rolled epic, you've got good attributes on it, you can upgrade that all the way to the point, I think it's thirty max, which is the thirty max level, which would be thirty four. Not counting world tiers. Right? Yeah. That'd be I think that's the weapon level. <clears throat> I think it's thirty four oh. or thirty five. Well, I know 37... like, oh, no, get... it's 37, actually. If you get
1: to World Tier 8, it the max level of, of like, gear or weapon you can get is 35, mm-hmm. if, once you get up to 30. And as you go up World Tiers, it's going to go up even higher. What's the cap again? I think item level cap is 52 or 50, which is still, like, a massive 20 levels above
0: character level oh yeah yeah and then because for me right now i think the most level i can push is 37 um but again that could i mean you could change pretty much everything about that right um you can keep upgrading based on what world tier you are so if you get a legendary gear that you really like early on um you're not you're not sitting there trying to grind out grind out for a new legendary, right? You really don't have to, because eventually you're going to get to the point where you're just getting epics for no reason. Um, I'm at world tier 13 right now, and epics drop like rares used to; they just drop everywhere. So you'll get enough titanium to do whatever you want with. It'll allow you to upgrade and upgrade and upgrade. And um, if you're smart, you'll throw your attribute points into whatever thing you want to upgrade um like me i've kept the same epic boots forever um just because i've always just upgraded it to the next level right um yeah because it's got really good attributes uh it's got a mod for the secondary slot that i love it's the phantom dash so i don't ever have to worry about you know needing that and i can kind of interchange the first mod for whatever build i'm going Really nice, really nice boots. I really love it. Um so I've kind of just leveled it up and kept it that way. But then you could also you could also you could raise the attributes, and how that works is uh you dismantle gear that has said attributes, um, and you get points for that attribute. You get shards, I think they're called. Yeah, shards. For yeah, for that attribute, and then you could use the that so it's so many per level. You could use that to upgrade your attributes to max it out, which is kind of like um, what is that called in Destiny? Um, what is that called? Ah, forget it. Um, it's kind of like other games where uh, you're trying to get modifiers, right? You're trying to get those perfect modifiers. Except in this game, it's less RNG based and it's more. Hey. Here's the baseline modifier. Might suck, might be good. If it's good, it can go high. If it's bad, it it can go low, right? And it's just how much points you want to or how much you want to dedicate to it.
1: Okay, there is one small thing I do want to
0: iterate here
1: of what I said before with the item levels. Um, If you hit World tier 15 and this is before you do any of the expeditions um, the level cap for wearable items would be forty-two. Forty-two. To get higher than forty-two, it's in the expeditions. Gotcha.
0: So basically, you kind of it might be smart to push world tiers by maybe doing hunts, or which is a mechanic in the game that you can just repeat. Um, it's for, mainly for armor, um, and then they got the hit hitman. Uh, yeah, the um, well, mercenary work. Mercenary, yeah, that's what it's called. Um, which is for weapons, and you can grind those out, and those are always going to give you the, I believe it's the max that your weapon can be. Yeah, um, it's always going to give you be the max level that you can get, and yeah. there they will always be epics. Yeah. Well. Yeah, they will. Well, no, the Hitman one was kind of weird because early on, if you turn it in early on, you only got rares. Um, I know every one that I've done, I ended up getting epics. But yeah, I think after a certain level, you just get epics no matter what. I'm assuming it probably depends a little bit on the world tier you're in, and what level you you kind of push early on. Um, but well, I can say really like, don't know what, how all one that thing works. That's
1: kind of interesting is i noticed like as i was leveling up like character level the uh, rarity of items did increase
0: like character like, level like, you mean like
1: yeah character level
0: yeah yeah well, i'm assuming there's only a select like there's like a barrier right you get more percentage per level Hmm. um So I don't really know, but I know that's kind of where in-game, that's the replayables that you kind of want to stick at. The replayable missions are fine. Um, I just don't feel like they're as uh, quick or as important as doing hunts or mercenaries. It just feels a lot better, for one, and it's quick. You just find your location, go to it, and do the hunt or do the the Mm -hmm. mercenary work. Go back, collect your reward. Or, um, in my case, you get a bunch of them. You could do it like, you know how Diablo, you have bounties? You could work it like bounties. You could go complete them all and then turn them all in. Um, That way, you're getting the max uh, effort from it. So, in case you go up a world tier while you're killing everything, you know, you'll get the max of that. You'll get the next level. So, that's probably... Where you're looking at for i would say early game obviously is just completing the story that's that's what i consider early game right i think your mid game is probably gonna be hunts and probably finishing all the collectible stuff so like the side missions um yeah, the is later thing missions, it. it's like, like i'm probably also gonna moves. like
1: work on trying
0: to find like all the um
1: accolade like do the stuff for the accolades get all the cosmetic crap out of the way yeah
0: that's 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 like a completionist thing too um that that'll be real nice just to get all that 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 fun stuff um kind of why i've been starting my pyro a little bit to get some accolades. uh juicing up
1: yeah i'm actually kind of wondering like what my like i'm probably gonna set up like characters for each class anyways but I'm kind of wondering what I want my second one to be. If I want to do Trickster or maybe, um, crap, Technician, Technomancer. Yeah, Technomancer.
0: <laughs> um, classes. I guess that's a good segue into classes and how they feel, right? Because um, I've yeah. been playing the Trickster. I know you've been playing Devastator. Um, so in in a way, this is, it's pretty bare bones when it comes to the classes pretty bare bones what they do um typically your pyro is going to be more your damagey magey style of gameplay uh your technomancer is going to be more of your supporty um applying statuses um granted this all changes based on what build you're going or want to go um devastators typically you're more tanky dude uh they have a lot of abilities that supplement that and then Trickster is going to be more your weapon power base uh, buffing and teleporting around the map and doing stuff like that, right? Your mm-hmm. typical rogue style gameplay. So they, it it does the st- typical stereotypes for these type of games. Um, but what I like about it, what I found interesting is, like I said, you kind of got the three main purposes. Every class can heal, so you don't need a healer. Every class can heal. Every class can sustain themselves. And they don't really rely on others to do so. Um,
1: Though the best one at it
0: is definitely the Technomancer. Yeah. Technomancer is really strong because any damage you do, uh, you heal from. Uh, Trickster, I know, has a secondary mechanic besides heal. They heal up close, so anything that you kill up close, they heal from. But they also gain a stacking shield, um, which is really strong because it plays into, there's a lot of, uh, mods that you can get that play that help play into the shield stacking. Um, I know there's a couple mods where if your shield depletes completely, uh, it lets out this big explosion.
1: Hey, there's even weapon mods it. that like your shots that like any damage you do with your shots gives you shield.
0: Right. Yeah. So there's different ways to play around it, um, and that's pretty much the way it is for every class. Um, every class kind of has a like different builds that you can make to play around what you want to do with that right Um, to play around their healing Uh, I know from what I've been reading is Technomancer um, Toxin is really strong and Bleeds really strong because the constant ticking will also constantly heal you Mm -hmm. constant dots will heal you Um, so you can just basically live forever (laughs) Uh, Devastator is kind of cool because i know they're based around tank and i know there's a few mods that uh you can get that will like double your tanking ability and then
1: like, there's you mods you even have ones that like cause bleed right um, um and uh obviously increase the damage of your abilities
0: yeah one thing i will say i think the easiest class to play and level with is probably going to be trickster um but to be honest it's it's really boring um i'm getting to the point where all i do is run in and kill things i run the same three abilities that i've been running since probably mid campaign um i haven't really changed it up a whole lot I'd say like
1: now you should be at the point where you're kind of like maybe deciding what you want to do
0: yeah that's it's it's taken so long for me to get to the point they're really good at leveling It's just you really don't feel um, the evolution of the, like, character. You feel yourself get stronger, but you don't feel like you're changing your abilities too much right now. Um, But that may be because, just because the uh, Trickster weapon-based builds are so strong, right? Yeah. Uh, Twisted Bullets is an insanely strong ability, and with the mods that you can get for it, it just amplifies it a ton borrow time is really freaking strong it's really good get out of jail free card as well as every there's a bunch of buffs you can get for it through mods make it really strong um even hunt the prey is really strong the teleport behind i'd say cyclone strike and temporal i think it's temporal Temporal slash yeah um Those are really strong abilities. They're kind of like more of your damage oriented abilities. Um, The rest of them are more buffs or uh, movement. Um, Those are okay and they're pretty good, except it's really hard to do anything with them, build wise. Um, Because what I've noticed is a lot of your damage is going to come from, unless I'm just not, I might just not be to that point yet where my damage can come from anomaly power. But, like you were saying earlier, uh, it really does feel like a lot of the early game content at least is more based around you know just your weapons. Your abilities are there for supplements and can help you out a little bit, but for most part in the early game, you're you're strictly based around how much damage you're dealing with your weapon, which is fine. Um, I know around mid game, you know my abilities actually started mattering. Uh, twisted bullets is kind of a ridiculous ability for Trickster. And I know the other three classes... I know Devastator doesn't have any uh, ster- bullet steroids. But um, I feel like Devastator's going to have crazy builds that you can do. It's just too early to figure them yeah, out. Yeah, so
1: right? far from what I've seen on like forums and stuff, there's like three that i've kind of read on even though they don't really like the crappy part is like they don't incorporate the abilities that like i kind of like to use right now yeah though there are some abilities that i haven't really used too much and haven't really figured out how i could use them yet
0: but like i said that's early like uh you know i might figure out i might say twisted bullets is the best ability in the game right now but you know two weeks down the line we figure out Temporal Slash or Cyclone or Strike is probably the best, right? It's just kind of how these games go. Early on, something seems really strong because it's easy to level with. And then later on, you know, it doesn't seem so strong. Um, For instance, right now, at what I've been looking at, the set gears you can get, kind of how the build plays into each other, I, I think Pyro is going to be insane. I think Anomaly Pyro, nuts, going to be stupid. I think you get a yeah. marrow, which is a legendary rifle applies ash you play an ash build I think that's also gonna be insane an ash firepower weapon build that can be crazy good um I think it's all gonna be you can play in a night build or a burn build uh <laughs> you can honestly even play a tank build with pyro and I think from what I've seen is they're the most they're they're the class that kind of utilizes all three of those kind of segments the best. And I think all their abilities can be used effectively.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the one thing is, like, as the game was, like, releasing and everything, um, People Can Fly was already, like, kind of stating, like, um, a lot of the late game for Pyro is, like, it's going to be one of the stronger classes. Right. Actually, what they said was it'll be the strongest class for late
0: game. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is is a glass cannon in the sense of if you're building damage, you don't have, um, with their class, you don't have the ability to heal uh, just through weapons, right? Um, Their their ability to heal is through their abilities. Because they only heal if they get a killing blow if they have, um, uh, through their abilities, right? Yeah. So, obviously, if you burn somebody and then you kill that burn person... It's gonna heal you, um, and it does heal a lot. But I, it, the problem with it is it's so glass canny that if you happen to not kill, or like with boss fights, um, they're gonna struggle a lot with boss fights because. Uh, and I'm assuming, I haven't really gotten to that point with my pyro, um, but I'm assuming boss fights are gonna they're strugg- gonna struggle a lot because for the most part, there isn't that many. Um, like creature spots, right? There's not that many. Honestly,
1: like I can definitely say, like for all the classes, the trickster, pyromancer, and the technomancer, like their weapon buffing ability is going to be an automatic throw-in. Like there is not going to be any builds without them.
0: I disagree. I think pyro can run builds, and I think techno room built um because those steroid buffs are really going to be only used for um weapon power builds i would say boss fights they're probably going to be required i don't think you can really take them into a boss fight without using those abilities because you can't really stack your abilities on bosses for the most part i mean there's like maybe one boss type that you can
1: well, the thing is, like, with the Technomancer, like, the reason I say it's going to be automatic, I've seen, a little, like, a few videos on it where, like, it actually bounce, like, it doesn't poison just the one enemy you're shooting when you're kind of in that, like, kind of facing all the grunts, the kind of, and, like, other tanky dudes. Like, it actually spreads to other enemies in proximity to them as well.
0: Yeah, and but like I said, that's going to be based around that type of build. That's going to be based around weapon bail builds. Because you're not going to get damage with that without building weapons. Um, It's going to be very lackluster if you're going anomaly. And then having that, it's going to just feel really weak. So why would you... So, for instance, with Techno, uh, you kind of... You got the weapon power builds, which is the toxic builds, the pestilence builds, which I really, at some point, Probably on my third character, I'm gonna be straight up going for a pestilence build, um, because I believe that's the armor set. I think that's what it's called. It's pestilence. Um, but it's 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 crazy. Uh, it's nuts. It looks awesome. Um, but th- you could also run a gadget support build, right? You can yeah. run all three of the gadgets and run that build and just be able to hold points forever. And that's that's a way to play. Uh, might be less, you know, intuitive. But that's a way to play. Um, you could run straight up, um, grenade style, throwing things, uh, throwing your grenades um, and stuff like that. Uh, I forget what that set is, but you could run that build and do do some pretty good things. It it really all is going to be. I think it's going to be very dependent on sets, just because of how sets work and it being a tier 3 buff to whatever ability, and then being unique buffs, right? Um, most of the tier 3 buffs are pretty unique as far as you can't really get them from other gear, from what I've seen. Because um, most of your tier 1 mods are going to be based on your abilities. Uh, your tier 2 is kind of going to be just random, I guess, buffs that you can give your character, random modifications, stuff like that um like more crit damage or crit shots heal or whatever right that's going to be typically your tier 2 tier 3 kind of mixes the two tier 3 will have really strong um what is it called like uh i don't i don't like modification buffs and then it'll also have the really 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 strong damage or ability buffs so I really don't think any ability is going to be entirely necessary on a kit. Because I think you can do whatever you want with whatever abilities. And I think you could uh, with this game specifically, I think you can make anything work. I think it might take a little bit more effort. And you may have to have the set items to make some things work, right? Yeah. But for the most part, I do think most abilities can be used. Some are more underwhelming. And you can definitely not like level with them. For the most part, I've seen uh, Devastators are having the most trouble with leveling. The reason why is because they don't really have the abilities, the uh, steroid buff, the yeah, bullet steroid buff. Like a lot other of
1: the box. time, like your abilities are mainly either going to just be kind of like buffing your armor, your survivability a lot of the time, while you are gonna have a have to have a bit more reliability on your weapons to do the damage
0: right um even though i think reflects insanely powerful oh reflect is so good yeah i think reflects insanely powerful i also think tremors is crazy good from what i've seen um but it does require you to be at the point where you know you got a full stack of yeah,
1: that 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 one is one you'd probably have to like majorly mod into to
0: right you gotta you gotta mod a into it. that's the that's the one thing i've noticed is for anomaly builds you pretty much are reliant on modding in straight up into it right mm-hmm. you can't kind of fuck around with it with mine my weapon build that i got going on i could probably interchange out b- borrow time for i don't know hunt the prey or whatever and probably get maybe two mods on there. Because I've been running a three-stack mod for Twisted Bullets. Which would be... Twisted Bullets give a second magazine. And then... Twisted Bullets uh, have weapon... Or weapon... Life Leech or whatever it's called. Weapon Leech. Yeah. Which basically heals me. And then... I think the third one I've been... I just switched it. I was running Firepower. Um, but here was the problem: is I wasn't melting through elites, so I switched it to armor piercing, so I can melt through elites a little bit better. Because for the most part, I wasn't having trouble with the uh, mobs that were around, so I switched it. Um, and then I run two things of borrowed time: one that extends the or makes the cooldown less, like twenty percent less, and then one that uh, increases firepower. So I could substitute out the firepower I get from not having it on my uh twisted bullets, I now have it on my borrowed time. So instead of just stacking firepower, I've kind of made it so my character's survivable while at the same time, you know, uh does a lot of damage. Which I think is really nice, but I think that's only gonna be really something you could do for weapon builds. I think you can only play with uh The modding for strict weapon builds i think the problem being with anomaly builds a lot of anomaly builds are going to be based around one ability like you'll find an ability that you like and then you'll build an anomaly build around that, right yeah um which is also really cool i think that's interesting as well it's just a different play style and it'll take a lot more to get going to get those kind of builds up and active with things you like
1: like one thing i know is like i'm probably gonna have a lot more focus because like the anomaly build for devastator does like a lot of the um class points that you can put in do have some kind of focus on bleed damage right and there is like one major point that you can grab to like basically you'll heal off all that bleeding that you do Oh, see, that's nice. hmm And, um, with the reflect bullets, like, I automatically know it's going to be, like, a staple for me. Is, um, you can actually get two mods that are really fucking good with it. Um, all enemies hit with it, bleed, and uh, auto reflect. Even though with auto reflect, it only blocks 50% of the damage. It still like automatically like reflects back to the enemy. Deals that damage, causes them to the bleed, and <laughs> you can fight while
0: having it on. Oh yeah, I did see that those spots. Because for uh, the regular reflect, you kind of just stick your hand out and you're kind of stuck. Um, doing that right, and then it and then it shoves back. It's like a blast, right? It's kind of like taking in all the bullets and then you shove it out. Yeah, I think one of those mods make it so it just immediately reflects back at everything. And you can run around still. Which is cool. I think that's really interesting. I think Devastator's kind of underwhelmed. Like, like I said, the best leveling is probably going to be Trickster. I think second best is going to be Techno. I think Pyro right. after that. And then... Uh, probably devastators that last. Like, level. honestly, I'm probably gonna say like Technomancer
1: is gonna be good. Like probably in my opinion, the best, just because like in a sense you'll be able to level up, and like be able to work on
0: pushing those world
1: tiers. Yeah, I mean as long as you uh, keep your gear. Pretty upgraded. much, It's gonna be is the jack easiest
0: of all trades, right? It's pretty much the jack of all trades class. Like, I don't think there's gonna be a build that's gonna be bad on them. Um, I don't I think, think they're gonna. Like,
1: it's more the fact that they're they. Honestly, with the fact that they're passive, with the weapon leech and skill leech, automatically in their kit, they're just gonna have like a bit way more survivability, and especially since they're heavily built for more long range setups.
0: Like they yeah, we'll I mean, do so much more. I agree. I think techno is gonna be really strong. Um, I I can't. I think, so here's here's what I think. I think leveling-wise, like I said, um, it goes uh, Trickster, Trickster's just cakewalk for leveling. I mean, it's just, once you get bullet time, you kind of get, you know, your main three abilities going. It's just a cakewalk. You clear everything so quick. Um, you might die quickly, but honestly, I didn't know how to mod very well early on. And that was my main problem. Um, Once I figured out that, it just became cakewalk to level. I think next would probably be Techno, obviously. Pyro's pretty close to Devastator. I feel like they're going to have a rough time until they can get mods going, like an epic. Mm -hmm. To get mods rolling for them. Uh, And then Devastator is pretty much dead last, just because they don't have steroid buffs and they're more dependent on mob gathering and then clearing mobs through Reflect or clearing mobs through Tremor, right? Yeah. That's kind of what they're based around. And that sucks early on because you don't really have the mods to supplement that. Uh, But for... I think there's different types of content, obviously. I think for Hunts, I think the best clear is probably going to be Trickster. Um, Just because I think Trickster... No, I'd probably say Techno. For uh, like Hunts and Hitmans. I think Techno's going to be probably the best for clearing those. Simply because you kind of go into an area and you kind of just fight in that area. And Techno, with whatever build they want to do. Whether it's status or whatever. Because they can... They're very status heavy. Um, They can freeze, they can toxin, they can burn if they wanted to. Uh, I think those are going to be really strong builds. and I think they're going to be able to push hunters and, or hunts and, uh, what is it? Mercenaries very quickly. Uh, tricksters, I think can also do that.
1: I can definitely say like, once you start getting the tier two mods on the epics for armor is when it's going to start coming down to when you're like solidifying a little bit more of your build.
0: Well, I don't think you
1: have to solidify a build in this game. That's kind of the cool thing. Um, well, like, it the so... primary build that you want to go
0: for. Like, yeah, what yeah. feels great to you. Yeah. And you honestly might not know until you get set items, right? You might not know what kind of build you want to do until you get straight-up heart set items. And, which, ironically, there's four, I think, for every character. Yeah, there's four for each character.
1: Which, and I... honestly, like, it is interesting knowing that there's four when there's, like, as you notice, like when you're looking at putting class points in, you only see like three different, like they actually kind of yeah. show you the looks for
0: three of the sets. I looked at a lot of the uh, set builds and it does look like um, for the most part, you're going to be specking into one depending on what set. But I think there's one set that you kind of miss or you kind of double spec. So you spend kind of like half in one and then you switch trees. Um I think Trickster is weapon and you switch into uh, mid the middle tree, like the tanky tree. Because borrow time. Um and that's the shift, the chrono shift, which is really strong. Um I know I forget what they're all called, but I know one straight up anomaly base build with uh the temporal blade. And Cyclone strike, but I really do think uh, legendary set's gonna change the ballgame. I think it's gonna change how people actually skill point because right now everybody's just rushing to the end of their skill tree, you only get mm-hmm. 20 points, so it's kind of like you kind of get a little leeway room for what you want to do. I think we discussed it was like four points you get leeway on, um, yeah, I think so. yeah, but. I think it's definitely going to get to the point where people are multi specking because honestly, the last abilities aren't like insanely strong, right? The last abilities in the tree—they're not insanely strong for the most part. They'll—they're kind of—they'll help you with whatever ability you're going for strictly, but there's definitely more, or uh, there's definitely better, uh, I guess, points to put into throughout the whole tree that'll help with multiple different builds. Uh, for the most part, though, I'd say the game right now, uh, besides server issues, which is a whole thing, um, they've had a lot of server problems. They won release really poor. Two, they struggled with. Three, they also struggled with. Um, so before we close out, I will discuss that. I think uh, the, the game's way-
1: It does have a lot of popularity, though, which can factor into the server issues.
0: Well, it's a lot of popularity because of uh, Game Pass. Because it's free on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, Which is a whole... I don't think games, personally, that's a whole other topic, but I don't think games should ever be released on Game Pass Um, because it causes these problems. It overloads servers and it inflates the player base. To kind of like not um stable numbers i don't think they're gonna be i don't think in a month time most of the game Pass players are probably gonna be still playing this game right they're gonna be like oh, moving on to the next game yeah, uh, uh, they
1: could definitely could have waited a little bit
0: yeah you know, i think with the most pass i think you I, I think game pass or sub uh subscription-based uh services I think are used to revitalize the game or bring more people in. I never think that it should be released on it. Because it's really hard to judge how a server is going to be. Anyways, the servers kept going down quite a bit. Um, multiple hours a day. So I'd give that. It does have a lot of bugs. Um, FPS isn't that great for a while. It's kind of more stable now but they definitely gonna have to patch some things i think direct 12 is causing issues uh there's crashes going around there's some bugs with some missions but for the most part i will say the game itself is pretty well done it's it has bugs.
1: heavily addicting honestly Yeah,
0: it has its bugs it is very addicting but for the most part um very well done very completed game um it's one of those games that, you know, the campaign satisfies you. Uh, it's it's not super short. You, you can put some time into it. And uh, the side quests, none of them feel, I guess, boring. Um, and they all kind of play into the world, right? Um, there's a few characters in there that are very intriguing to have. Your main character is very intriguing. Um Jakob is very intriguing. You'll figure out who that is pretty quick. Uh, you got a couple, a couple things um, throughout that. That for the most part, I mean, you've got some dialogue options that are very, very well done. Um, the sound quality is a little bit buggy and awful sometimes. Um, and I think they're going to have to patch that. Yeah, definitely
1: one thing I know
0: like we have been experiencing is um
1: not hearing gunshots from the enemy.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a big issue um and it has screwed up gameplay a couple times. So it's definitely something that's going to be need patched, but honestly, right now they need to focus on making those servers more stable. Right now it's been okay. Um but every time I say that, you know, 2 hours later it goes down. So for the most part, the game is very well done. A ro- a rocky launch, but it's definitely a game I'm probably going to invest, you know, hundreds of hours into. Um, my one big problem with it is going to be where we go from here, right? Yeah. Uh, because I feel like after, if with it not being a live service game, currently, I know there's talks that maybe they might switch depending on the uh, community. Uh, they, they
1: are already talking about
0: like about DLCs. Yeah, expansions, DLC
1: yeah. expansions, maybe even for some reason. I don't know why this was mentioned, but a like a Outriders 2.
0: Yeah, they were talking about it. I, I don't I don't know I almost want them I would rather them go a live service and just do seasonal stuff. If I'm being a hundred percent honest. Um, maybe do an Outriders two at a later point. Uh, Go the Diablo route, and the reason why is because the game does play a lot more like Diablo, right? The end game feels a lot more like Diablo. Everything feels a lot more like Diablo. Go seasonal. Um, Give us rewards. Like, uh, add, you know, set bases or sets, different new sets coming to the game. You don't really have to add classes. Um, I think if you just add a new set here and there for each class, that's good. Um, I think maybe adding a few more legendary items cool uh maybe a couple extra mods um per season and then give us rewards like for trucks or banners um and then i think we're fine right uh like can is it, like, there is um, a chunk of the community asking about um
1: like increase in level cap to where like you get more po- a few more points into like your class points to add a
0: even more build variety. Yeah. I mean, I don't want them necessarily to go that route yet because of how it went with Borderlands. Um, Borderlands 3 went really poor. Um, They kept increasing and increasing. So I don't know. It's just one of those things where we'll see how it goes. I know a lot of what people can fly are doing is um, waiting for how the community reacts and what the community wants, right? Which is Mm -hmm. smart that's a great way to do it they are very responsive to the community which yeah. i do love so i guess we'll just see where it goes and then um i know i'm gonna be in like i said i'm gonna be investing a lot of freaking time into this game and it's probably gonna be a new mainstream game that i play here um unless they just don't do anything with it after this then it'll probably just die after a couple hundred hours into the game probably won't touch it until i hear an update about it right uh, it really just depends on what they do with it. Um, and I guess that's where we're at right now, as far as where we're going. And without spoilers, I think that's about all we have for today to talk about. We might do an episode here in a couple weeks. Maybe we could get more information. Um, just kind of a hot spot touch up on uh this, maybe with Matt. Hopefully we can get Matt to uh play this game with us. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> um... nice like
1: with the multiplayer being set at three players yeah. that, would, that would definitely make it even fun
0: right um more fun but like. for the most part i think we're gonna go ahead and uh end it off here um i feel like we've kind of hit touch base on everything don't want to spoil too much here don't want to ruin anything um so we're trying to keep it simple and hopefully uh, a lot of you guys listening may be um interested in the game or might have picked it up, or you can get it, like I said, you can get it on Game Pass. Try it out uh, if you like it. There's also the demo on Steam. Uh, If you like that, you can try it out. Just kind of play it, see how it goes, and then, uh, you know, we'll see where um, these kind of games go. But for the most part, this game released, uh, and it's a very good game, very fun, and I'm glad it was released, and it's definitely uh, not a genre-changing thing, but it's definitely something that's going to be uh, in my shelf of playtime, right? So, but, uh, for now I'll, uh, go ahead and end this off here and I'll see you guys next week. Uh, this is Austin. See you later.